so Ooh. week number six. Is that your wrap? Yeah, I just took it off because I just, I don't know, I can't get in a comfortable position. So week number six of Randy's knee bothering Is her. Is it six? Have you been counting? No, for them, it'll be week six. Well, I know that. I have trash, but now I can't get rid of it, so it's staying oh. on the table. Thank you for making the crinkling sound into the mic. That was really great. That was really great. Um, I'm here for you guys. You know that. No, but my week, my week. My weak point. My knee has only been hurting for about three weeks now. On the 16th of November, it started hurting. Well, that's the day that I was telling the doctors. By the time you're seeing this episode, though, it'll be way later than that. So for you guys, it's week six or seven. For me, this is week three. So Randy's leg is up on the table, which I don't know if you can see, but like it's right, probably right out of your view. Yeah. Um, but I just can't get in a comfortable position. So if I look like I'm sitting weird or hunching over, I'm sorry. But like this is the first comfortable position I've been in in like the past two hours. Is it actually are you actually comfortable? Yes. Somewhat. Yes. Or like completely. I'm somewhat. I'm more comfortable than having my leg on the bench underneath the table. Right. The only thing that's uncomfortable now is my back because I have to like counterbalance myself now. You know. Yeah. Um, I don't know a lot I can do about that. I, no, I know. I could try. You could try this chair. It's okay. It's too much work, right. and you're hungry. That's true. I'm very hungry. <laughs> Taylor hasn't eaten anything all day, and it is currently five o'clock, six o'clock, five o'clock, five o'clock, five. Yeah. Yeah, it's just turned five. Well, so we'll be done at six. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully, that's the that's the goal. Yeah. I mean, we'll still have to pack up, so it'll be like six fifteen. I mean, I can pack up if you trust me. If you just want to like download this stuff onto the computer, because I don't know what you want to do. I can put everything else away. Yeah, I forgot to. Put the timer up again. Should do that now. Yeah. Oh man, I just, oh, it's just so much going on. So much going on. It's so strange. I I don't know what it is about this semester. I think it's because I'm, I was talking to Jesse about this earlier. I feel like I'm so on top of everything. I mean, I just finished a big final for one of my classes and that's a big weight off my chest. I have two more projects I have to do. One by the end of this week and then one by the beginning of next week that are easily knocked out and then two finals. And like, I'm not stressing about any of that. So I'm feeling pretty good. But then you, Kat, Cam, everybody else, it feels like you've lit yourself on fire. Yeah. I mean, I felt so bad this morning because I had to go into, uh, I'm taking a practicum with uh, with Sarah for like concept art and concept design and stuff. And I came in today and she was like, hey, what have you been up to this week? I, it's a two hour for me. So like I have to do two two hours of work a week. And I came in and I was like, I've I've done nothing. I had to prioritize and this was put in the back burner. And I was like, hot wash of embarrassment, like oh, tears are coming to my eyes. No. I just felt so bad because I was like, I felt like I, I let her down. Yeah. Um, and all that because I was just like, oh, I was really excited about this thing. And then now I'm not doing what I thought I was going to be doing. And she was like, I'm glad that you told me rather than trying to lie and say that you did something. Because if you'd done that, it would have been more awkward for everybody. And I was yeah, like, that's very, that's very, very true. true. Uh, but it was just like, oh, I was just embarrassed. Because like, that yeah. was the first time I've come in and been like, I've done nothing. Literally nothing. Every yeah. other week I've come in and been like, I've done this thing or I've done a little bit of this. Like I've, I've definitely worked on it. But this time there was nothing to show. Mm. And I just was like, oh, oh, it hurt. And it, it hurts. And I think it hurt me more because I was like, I really did want to work on this thing. But I really, I have been working. I mean, you've seen me yeah. working on things here and there. Um, no, everybody has valid reasons for, and I didn't mean to say that like I was above and better. Like, yeah, no, no. This, no, I, Randy's above and better than everybody. No, like, I really wasn't trying to say that. <laughs> I know that I make jokes sometimes, but I really wasn't. I think this is the first semester since I've started college where the end of the semester is pretty light. Yeah, and I think that's just because of the nature of the classes you're taking now because yeah. you're getting near the end, and so now it's more like project-based stuff. Yeah. And now that you've finished one of the well, final projects, projects. It's kind of, yeah. Yeah, and the rest of it is just like regular old class stuff. Yeah, just tests and, yeah. So, no, but uh, you and everybody else who is currently freaking out whether they're showing it or not, you have valid reasons. I mean, you guys are so busy doing so many things and you're all doing a great job. Even everybody out there, I mean, you'll listen to this way after uh, final season is over, but you all did a great job this semester. And if you're not in school, you're doing a great job at work. Or if you're not at work, you're doing a great job just existing and I'm proud of you. Yeah, I mean, honestly, keep it up, man. You got this. You got this. Yeah. Anyway, I want to kill myself. No! <laughs> <laughs> No, sir. <laughs> that was the only place the joke could go. <laughs> You're right. It could. And 
Oh man, and but you, it's you just like it. I did it. I did it. And I you know what? I'm not ashamed. This is Media Wait, for what? the Intellectually Impoverished. I'm Taylor. I'm Randy. And this is the podcast that enriches your mediocre lives. You, you did it. I did it. You did it. That's what it's supposed to be. Thanks, man. I learned from my mistake of you being mad at me. And I don't want you to be mad at me, so I come up with better jokes and Thank you. Um, do Thank the thing better. Because if you weren't gonna do it, then you saw I was about to do it. Mm-hmm. I was about to say this is media for the <laughs> I was about to. Yeah. Oh my god. I was just I'm I'm stressed. I think I'm that I'm stressed too. Yeah, you were stressed for different reasons. I think you're stressed because your leg is falling off. Yeah, but also it's because I miss you guys. Look, I don't wanna Somebody texted me. It was Kira. It was Kira? It was Kira. Was she like, hey, come let me back on the podcast? And we were like, yeah, do that. Yes, please. Is it importante? No, it's not. I'm sorry. I just, I like her and I like when I get to talk to her. She's great. I love Kira. She's awesome. But stress. Um, I forgot what I was. Oh, but the the other thing that I've been stressed about is just because like you guys and I don't want to get like sappy, but... I I I haven't hung out with like you besides like working or for you're helping me with my other projects or Cat and Cam or like just any of my other like Josh like because he's been gone and he's doing his own stuff now and just I just want to be around people and everybody's busy. <laughs> it sucks. It really does suck. I remember during the summer, uh, I was I was legit just by myself. Like mm-hmm. I was living with my brother, but my brother was working most of the time and um. I wanted to hang out and you were doing the internship. You were super busy, yeah. so we couldn't hang out. And I just remember being like, ugh, this is the worst feeling is just not being able to hang out with people. But the nice feeling is that like once finals week passes, like this is just a, a week. And then after that, we'll all be able to hang out and do stuff before Christmas. I don't like the way that you're looking at me. Why are you looking at me like that? I want you to look around this set and tell me what's wrong. He'll he'll get it in a second. Just give him a second. What's wrong with what we what the set is right now? With the way we have the set. Your set. light's off. My light is off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I just unplugged it. I was like, I mentioned Christmas, and then I, then you were like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "The plant's gonna die." <laughs> That's <laughs> the first thought. <laughs> Who's gonna take the plant? Have we named you named the plant? I don't I, remember what the name I of the plant not. is. I did not. I'm pretty sure. I thought um, you said you did. Maybe I did. Jeff. Jeff. His name's Jeff now. Okay, Jeff. If we said in a different episode what his name was, please let us know. And then but we'll change his name to Jeff yes, anyway. Yes, we need we, we need the birth certificate, and we just need to like make sure that we we change that mm-hmm. as soon as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, c- c- uh, cool. Cool, but you were saying something about Christmas break or that we'll yeah, be able we'll to, be able hang, to out hang out more during um, Christmas break. I'm also going to be working, but we'll figure. And I'm helping Kira, which she just messaged me with her short film. And yeah, so you're assistant director? Assist, first AD. Yeah. First AD, baby. You're the scheduler. I am. Isn't and that I'm your, very excited. Yeah, you love scheduling. I'm so excited. I like your thing. I'm so excited. And I just, I want to see, I mean, I've been on a set before. I just, I got to talk to her. I mean, we need a meeting to figure out exactly what I'm going to be doing. But if I'm making the schedule and I'm pretty sure I'm the one who's also supposed to make sure that we're on schedule and I can't wait. Mm-hmm. You get to, to tell, tell people. everybody. They yeah. have to, oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I, can't I'm wait. excited for you because you're, I mean, the that film, that short film itself is, is on another level than, because Kira herself like has a level of professionalism mm-hmm. that a lot of people like don't always have. Yeah. Um, and she's got funding from outside sources. She's got actors from outside sources. Like this, it's going to be next level, and I'm so excited for you to work on it. I know. I'm so excited to work on it as well. But I am. Be... I'm right now. I'm stressed. Yeah. Well, we're stressed. And and what are we talking about today, Taylor? Oh, well, imagine that. Stress. Okay, thank you for watching. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to be talking about stress and with that tension that can be found in um, different forms of media. Yeah, and how to use that effectively and uh, why it works and mm-hmm. just stress in general. So, Do you want to start or do you want me to start? I don't remember who started first the last time we did we, an episode like this. It was, oh. it was probably me. Yeah, it was probably you. I'm trying to remember what we did. Um, we did conceptualization. 
I guess it really doesn't matter. No, okay. it doesn't matter. I'll In the grand scheme, it doesn't matter whose turn it is. So it's no, your turn. So I'll start. <laughs> um, I but I wanted to ask you. So ask this... me questions then. No. Okay. <laughs> Jesse was the one who gave us the idea to do this, so that's where I, I took inspiration from because he was just talking about that today. What was he talking about? Because he said, like, oh, why do we watch this kind of media? Do what was that kind of media? Because then he said, and then why do people watch like couples like fall out and fight? And I was like, I don't like to watch couples yeah, fight. Yeah, why do we why do we watch like horror stuff? Like why was do that we what watch? He was talking I'm about? pretty sure that was what he was talking about because you were like, yeah, I love horror. Yeah. Um. And then he's like, why do we people watch romantic comedies and like stuff where things go wrong? And you're like, I don't watch that. And then he was like, okay, well, why? Well, why why don't you? And then, uh, but we were talking about like how stress is inherent in certain forms of media, certain mm-hmm. genres. Like, you, you'll see it um, in, in certain forms of media. Stress is more inherent than in other forms of media. It's just it's just a part of intaking media, and why is that? So that's I guess that's the question that we have today. Well, I've talked about why I like horror movies, and it's a, it's a distraction from the things that I should be... That a distraction for things that I know that I should be scared of. The media is meant to try and scare me and make me feel uncomfortable, and that distracts from the fact that I feel uncomfortable and scared in everyday <laughs> <Yeah>. life. <laughs> and that's why I like watching horror movies because then my feelings feel like validated. And he was talking about why do people watch like people uh, specifically with like relationships and like people break up or like people who have falling outs. And I was like, I don't. I I think that's such a big thing for me is I refuse to watch movies where relationships go wrong yeah you've been telling me for the longest time and you haven't said it in a while but a marriage story was something that you wanted me to watch Mm -hmm. and i refuse to watch it yeah i mean it's it's an amazing character study and it tells a great great story right Mm -hmm. it's and it's ironic because it's it's a Netflix original. I don't know who it's directed by, but it stars scarlett johansson and adam drive adam driver Mm -hmm. uh and it tells the story of their divorce and like the story of their mar- marriage falling apart and what that looks like, um, and it's ironic because it's a marriage story, but mm-hmm. it's a story about the 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 end of a marriage, the death of a marriage, um, and why you know the divorce was the right way to go. And it's just such raw emotions, and it's such a great piece by both Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver and the supporting cast, and you know everybody that was involved with it. It really is just such an emotional piece that that tells things that are difficult maybe to 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 verbalize mm-hmm. um in certain ways and it and it has those moments of like man I wish I had a moment like that in my own relationship or or I wish I had a moment like that in my own life um or the ability to say the things that the characters have said and it's just it's such it's just a powerful story and it's very it's very sad mm-hmm. and it's not I think it's meant to be hurtful but it, but it, but it's one of those sads that like this is the, the kind of sad that you have to go through to become happy and i think that that is sort of the the end goal of the story right is that because at the end like there there is a happy moment right there's a moment where adam driver and scarlett johansson see each other and they're like they're not angry at each other anymore they're not mad at mm. each other they're just like they they know that they still love each other and they still have this like there's no way you can break that that bond Mm -hmm. but they know that things have to move on and then then they're okay with that now Mm -hmm. and that's just yeah and it's just a good story and i've sort of told the whole story now thank you for that in-depth discussion of it i will never watch it that's fine and and that's and that's because it stresses you out it stresses me no it's yeah it stresses me out is a great way to say it and i was trying to think of like other pieces of media that i could talk about that i just refuse to watch because it just it gives me too much anxiety and so i was trying to figure out to make the connection between stress and anxiety is there a difference there or should i um i think yes. stress so causes anxiety i or... think so anxiety itself from what i understand is the fear okay right is is the fear of things going wrong like i have anxiety i uh that's right yeah anxiety is more of like like trepidation ahead of yeah yeah i'm I'm afraid to come or yeah what you the unknown things like that Mm -hmm. i'm afraid like i'm afraid that because you're mad at me uh or because i did this thing that you will be mad at me i'm anxious about that whereas Mm -hmm. stress is the you're mad at me and now i feel stressed like or the this during the situation right Stress is more like in the moment than anxiety. Anxiety is like 
in the future, I'm afraid of this maybe happening. This is so interesting because I can't make that distinction between the two. Really? I think I'm constantly stressed and anxious at the same time. Well, you know what? That sucks for you. And I think those have fused together because stress. I mean, you could say the same thing in like the movies that we were going to. I mean, I have so many I was going to talk about, like sitcoms that make me like uncomfortable and, and stress me out that I will never watch them or horror movies that do a really good job of building tension and stress. But ultimately, like, those all, like, maybe I'm just weird because those just all give me anxiety. Yeah, I think that maybe there's some wires crossed for you just because of, like, the way that you are and that yeah. way that you're built. But for me, I can I can, I can, can say that it's they're very similar, right? But I think anxiety is more of the fear part of it, more of the, <sighs> oh, my gosh, what's gonna happen whereas stress I guess is it's like this is happening and i don't want to be here yeah stress is like this is the moment it's like oh my god i don't like this is why is this happening what's going on i don't like this at all whereas anxiety is more of oh my god what's going to happen okay so there are very okay 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 i got the distinction with these definitions in mind yeah i will try to now talk about what i was going to discuss the first thing when we were going to talk about stress the first thing that came to mind was the office and specifically one of the episodes in the office scott's tots oh my god which i i refuse to watch i i remember when i first i probably have talked about the office on here and i if i have i'm so sorry but i remember the first time that i watched the office i had watched this youtube channel called source fed and one of the hosts on there had recommended the office and i thought oh i'm gonna I like that host. I'm going to take their recommendation. Started watching it on the big screen TV in the living room. Watched the first six minutes of the first episode. Was like, nope, not for me. This isn't. And the first episode is when the the crew, the mockumentary people show up and um, Steve Carell, Michael Scott is showing them around. And you're getting like the little personalities of everybody in that gym, like picks on Dwight and. Um, that Michael is always seeking attention and you kind of get the relationship between like Jim and Pam, that awkward tension of him wanting to be with her and her being engaged to somebody else. But in Scott's Tots, Michael Scott, the main character played by Steve Carell, has promised these bunch of kids when they were in kindergarten or like in first grade that if they could make it through high school, that he would pay for all of their colleges, like all of their college funds and expenses and it's because he thought that by this time like in 10 years he would be like a millionaire and be able to pay for all of it <laughs> but no he was stuck at the same like dead-end job still working in the the paper company dunder mifflin and he has to go into this school this classroom full of graduating seniors and tell them i can't pay for any of your college <laughs> and it is the most it is the most viscerally uncomfortable so, episode. And I can't watch it. It stresses me out. And there, it, it, there's not much. It's it's the story. It's not because there's other elements that will play into stress. When you're talking about like horror movies and dramas, there's a lot that can be done with the lighting, with the camera, with the music that will build tension and make you feel uncomfortable the entire time. Whereas this is just the plot of it. Nobody wants to be in that situation. Yeah. It's just awkward oh. stress and tension, and I just I can't watch it. Yeah, and the way they play on that is that like they 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 make the character Michael Scott, they make Steve Carell sit in that like performance that the kids that they the kids are like put on this they're, performance. Yeah, they're thanking him they're, and they're yeah performing. And there's for people him. like crying. Mm -hmm. and there's like parents that are like thank you so much, and he's just sitting there, and you know. Like there's just this dramatic irony because you know that he he's, knows mm -hmm. that he can't pay for any of it. Yeah. And he's just sitting in there and he's waiting for the moment to tell them. Yeah. And he's he's like he, he's That's like, where it comes from. So it's but again, that's not that doesn't have any like external like factors into it. It's 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 the story that they made the choice that, okay, these kids, we're going to wait until the very last possible minute to reveal the fact that he cannot pay for their college whatsoever. And even at a point, the bell like rings and he thinks he's made it. And he thinks like, oh, is that for us? Like, we, we can go. And he's like, no, no, no. It's a double period. We have another like 45 minutes. <laughs> and <he> just... <laughs> it's funny. It's so funny, but it's terrifying. And I think I get secondhand embarrassment 
terribly. And I can't think of another example, but I know there are shows, and the only ones that are coming to mind, can't think of a specific episode, is going to be like Disney Channel, like Miley Cyrus, or Hannah Montana, or like Wizards of Waverly Place. I remember sitting and watching a few episodes and being like, I can't watch this episode. It just makes me too uncomfortable. This, this situation is too tense and awkward. And only later, like years later, that's why I can't think of a specific episode now, did somebody tell me like, oh, that's called secondhand embarrassment. And that's why those episodes I can't watch. Mm -hmm. And it's because they've built the tension up. And they, they do that on purpose. I mean, the point, they weren't making that episode of The Office. Like, it's funny, but also it's funny because of like you put yourself in that situation and nobody else would ever want yes, to be no in that situation. no one ever wants to be in that situation. And, and that's... Oh, it's just so much. It's so much. Like, and and then to watch him have to sit through that is so stressful. Mm -hmm. uh, not only for the character, but for like us, because you're like, when's he gonna tell them? So I guess a lot. Because I just sorry, I'm gonna cut you off. A lot of it comes from dramatic irony. So dramatic irony is when the audience knows something that the characters in the story don't know yet, or I guess in the case of. Michael, I mean, Michael under, knows what's going to happen, but all of the other kids who he's going to tell that they don't have any college funds, they don't know what's going to happen. And we are living it with Michael, knowing that eventually the secret is going to have to come out. Something else that is really stressful that I was thinking of from The Office has, hasn't to do with a, a big situation like that, but has to do with romantic um, Jim and Pam. You've seen all of The Office, right? Yes. Okay, and everybody out there. So the, the two most, like, almost main characters... They're all kind of main characters, and that makes it confusing. Mm -hmm. But the two forefront are Jim and Pam and their relationship over the course of the couple of the, the whole show. He has a teapot that he's going to give her with a bunch of like inside jokes labeled or put inside of it. And he has a letter attached with the teapot, and the letter is going to say, like, oh, I have feelings for you and I love you, and like I want to be with you or whatever. And the whole episode is him trying to give it to Pam, knowing that he wants to confess his feelings, but everybody else, they're playing like white elephant, yeah, or, playing white elephant. or Yankee swap or whatever yeah. Michael calls it. And it, it keeps going to the wrong person. And it's that tension, it's that stress of like somebody else is going to find out the secret before the right person does. Mm -hmm. And it's that dramatic irony. Of we know what's in that letter. We know what's happening, but nobody else in that situation does. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. I don't. It's great. It's it's so well done, and that's why it sticks around. Why those scenes stick around for so long in the in in the memory of of not just you, but like everybody that's watched it. Mm -hmm. It's because those moments are so stressful, and because because they're so well written. Um, and and it just goes to show like how using stress, how using um purposeful like iron like dramatic irony, getting the audience in on something and getting them anticipating something going mm -hmm. wrong, how that can stick with them for for so much longer than just like, you know, the 30 minute runtime of your of your television show or, or whatever you it is you're making. But I think it's interesting because there's different types of like stress and there's going to be different things that are going to stress out different people. So in the short time that we've been talking about this, you can already tell that m my thing is like when it comes to relationships, I get very tense mm -hmm. i can't watch like i said anything where a couple is fighting there's some episodes oh my god in the office like i hated the last season because jim is has moved away he's gone to philly and he's starting his own like sports like, entertainment like company or something and pam has to stay at in scranton and still like work and everything and the tension that builds between the two of them because they seem to be pulling apart these couple that has been together for seven eight seasons is slowly being pulled apart and tensions is rising between them as they discover that they aren't no they're no longer in sync with one another how they handle like their kids and flying like moving back and forth they're just trying to handle this new situation of jim trying to reach his dreams of being a sports entertainer broadcaster i can't remember what he was exactly doing and pam feeling like the outcast left behind in like little old scranton by herself to pick up the mess of what he's trying to do hate that season and it's because they're fighting. I don't remember that. You don't remember? No, I watched The Office a very, very long time ago. Oh, okay. Um, and basically once Michael left, like I just sort of tuned out. Okay. Yeah. It's it's okay after Michael leaves. I think there's still some really good... Oh, my gosh. What's the guy's name? Um, California. Uh, oh. Uh, the, 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 the dude that like does copious amounts of drugs. 
and is like the boss for like a season. No, 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 no. You're thinking of Ryan. Oh, and that's not. No, not Ryan. I'm thinking. I'm definitely no, the, the, the the older guy with the glasses yeah. and the white hair. Yeah, yeah. I know. And that's who I'm talking or like about. Gray. Okay. And he, he doesn't like, do copious amounts of drugs. Remember. I just remember his, there's an episode he where he know. invites them to his like penthouse. His, his pool party. Like that's what I was gonna talk about. That is so. Uh, um. What's his name? Something California. Um, hotel California. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> to my hotel um, in California. Robert California. Is it Robert? Does that sound familiar? Robert? Robert California, Robert also California. known as Bob Kamikaze. <laughs> Bob Kazamakis is a fictional character on the U.S. comedy television series The Office. Yeah. I'm the fucking lizard king. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. Um, um Duh, we both said them at the same time. Yeah, you can, then it's easy to just cut that out then. Yeah. What were you going to say? That episode also stresses me out. I just remember that one sticks out too. I don't remember why. I just remember the, the only bit I remember is that Jim wants to go. To leave. He wants he's, to leave. He, he's like the perfect person for like parties. He he shows up for like 15 minutes and then he says there's like three things you need to make a good impression at a party. You need to be there for like one memorable event. You need to be there for, I don't know. There's three things. And as soon as he gets those three things, he's like, I'm dipping. I'm out of here. And it usually only takes him 15 minutes. But because um, Robert California is like in love with Jim, he won't let him leave. And mm-hmm. so the other thing that goes on during that episode is, um, I was going to say Randy. And his name's not Randy. That's my name. It's your name. You're in the Andy. office. Andy. Andy. That's why I got it confused. Andy has a ring and it's so con- there's so many people and if you haven't seen the office it's, you're not going to get any of it but there's this guy Andy he's with this other girl I don't remember her name Isabella maybe and he wants to propose to her but he's still in love with Aaron but he's not dating Aaron anymore and he has the ring and he loses the ring for like half the episode he's trying to find it and then Aaron finds the ring in like the bottom of the pool and she's so sweet and she just like gives it back to him even though like she wants to be with him and like it's this whole like Again, awkward and like stressful situation that these two characters obviously want to be together, but because of external forces or how they feel other people will view them or just the way that the story's been written, they can't be together. And that stresses me out a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and anything that has to do with relationships. Yeah. And that's, seems, or like the loss of yeah, relationships yeah, yeah. I think really that, scares me. It's just, and that's the that's the goal, I think, in, in some stories is to have people like, oh, are they going to stay together? Mm-hmm. Because that drama, like, invites certain people to watch it to to listen in See, but some people like there have to be some people out there who like seek that out like i seek out horror movies i don't know if that's a specific genre but there have to be people out there who are less inflicted or uh, it bothers them less to see that kind of stuff like some people out there refuse to watch horror movies the point that i'm getting at is different stressful events or different forms of tension are going to affect people differently i love watching horror movies i always will some people absolutely hate horror movies and will never watch it a single day in their life. There have to be some people out there, therefore, in my argument, who are fine watching the loss of relationships and think nothing of it. It's just part of the story. Whereas I will go out of my way and not watch that because it I don't it stresses me out and it I don't like it and it makes me sad. <laughs> the other thing that came to mind is I refuse there's two movies <sighs> with Tom Hanks in it that I will refuse to watch till the day I die. What, what happens if he passes away and you've seen every Tom Hanks movie? I've seen these two movies. I refuse to watch them oh. ever again because of what happens. I refuse to watch Castaway. Do you know why? Can you think of where he loses in that? Wilson. Yes! I refuse Wilson. to watch it. Wilson! I refuse to watch oh, it. God. I refuse. And here's Tom something. Hanks is a so gem. That, I don't think that scene is specifically meant to like stress anybody out I, well it's definitely most supposed to make you sad it's supposed to make you sad see here's the difference now I'm getting sad and stressed confused it's <laughs> supposed to make you sad but here if you're going to rewatch it then you have the stress and the anxiety the anticipation of you know what's about to happen he's built this relationship up with this volleyball and he's going to lose him oh my god you're destroying my audio <laughs> <laughs> anyway I refuse to watch that every time it comes on my parents make fun of me and they're like oh look it's Castaway we're gonna watch it and I leave the room <laughs> no ma'am <laughs> sorry you're gonna watch it I'm gonna go to my room <laughs> and I refuse to watch Forrest Gump that one that one's fair that one fits at the very end when uh, he finds out that the girl that he likes is pregnant Jenny 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 
Okay. Um, he finds out that she's pregnant with with his kid, and he's he's crying because he's like, is is he gonna be like me or is he like me? And she's like, no, no, he's he's okay. And it's like the entire time no, he's he a knew, fast reader or something is what she yeah. says. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, it's like that moment where you realize that he knew the entire time that he was different than mm-hmm. other people and that like he had trouble with people. And that's sad, and that one hurts. But I don't. I wouldn't necessarily, it's for not, myself, oh, say that's stressful. You. Not stress. Well, the stress comes in because I've seen it before. It, it's it's that it's the it's mixing the anxiety and the anticipation again because I've seen it before and I don't want to watch it again. Mm-hmm. It's the stress of knowing what is going to happen, or even if I'm rewatching it and sitting there like I don't I don't want to be here. That's mm-hmm. what we were defining stress yeah. as: is I don't want to be in this be situation. Here. I don't want to sit here and watch. His heart get broken. <laughs> you know, I was really lucky when I saw Forrest Gump. Um, it's, it's kind of a tangent, but I saw Forrest Gump on like a re-showing at like a theater. Mm-hmm. And so I was super lucky to be able to experience it for the first time in the theater. Um, when I was like, I was like 18, 19. I was pretty old. So like I was able to experience it as its full like, because, you know, it's an old movie, so a lot of times you'll see those kinds of movies like Forrest Gump. Like, kids had seen Forrest Gump when I was a kid, and they quoted it and stuff like that. But you didn't see it until later in life. So I but didn't you're see saying it. other people had seen it like, yes. while they were children. Yeah, while they were okay, children. Okay. So, like, I, I was able to experience this story at, at its, like, fullest with complete understanding, understanding of, of, what the, of what was going okay. on. Um, let me tell you, that is such a good movie. It's such a good movie. Such a good movie. Don't, don't, this is my point, and I'm going to say it again to try and drive the, the point home. What makes me uncomfortable and stresses me out and gives me anxiety is going to be different from other people. And when you are creating media, you need to understand that you, you are putting your own bias into what you are creating. So if you're trying to purposely create tension or trying to create a, a stressful situation, it is going to be inherently stressful for you because you are making the situation. Not everybody is going to view it as stressful. And so there's just different types of stress for Like you're saying, like, Forrest Gump doesn't, like, bother you. It bothers me so much. I won't ever watch it again. Oh, it's so good. I won't ever watch it's it again. It's such a good movie. I it's mean... It's a great movie. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. I... It's so good. Never watching I'm it never again. Never watching it again. Oh, man. I, I will reiterate, Tom Hanks is a blessing. Oh my god, it is gonna be what was such that? a sad day. What was it the movie we watched for Westerns that we talked about? Um News of the World. News of the World. Good movie. Great movie. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. All right, let's move on to my thing. Okay. So I'll be talking about actually kind of a couple things. I'll be talking more along the lines of horror and stuff that stresses me out. Um, See, and you're going to talk about video games, which like... I'm going to talk about it. Inherently, video games have to have stress in them. Yeah. To to an extent, right? Yeah. I wouldn't say that every video game, any, like, has to have stress. Like, like I'm not talking about, like, kids' games where it's like, uh, E this is, is great. What is E? This is great because I don't play video games. And a big reason is because I just don't have the hand-eye coordination. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and be like, it's because of the stress that I don't play them. No, I don't have the hand-eye coordination, and it aggravates me that I can't play them well. Mm -hmm. But I will say that the stress part of it does turn me off of playing them. But you actively pursue playing video games despite the stress element. Despite the stress, yeah. And that's so interesting to 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 me that that I, when I think about it, mm-hmm. because I don't like being stressed, but I love playing video games, and I love the mm-hmm. sort of tension that a video game will bring. Um, well, you can always bypass it. I mean, like this the stress comes with the knowledge that you will also be able to beat it. That's what I was gonna say. Is like stress in a video game, the struggle in a video game, that part of the tension, right, is uh, like under underwhelmed. Mm-hmm or understated by the fact that you will inevitably beat the game if you continue trying, mm-hmm. right? And you continue getting better. Um, so, like, the reason that there's stress in a, game, in a game or when you play a game is because you want to win and there's, like, a fear of losing. 
that's what brings about stress for for like an average video game not necessarily horror but like average games are you okay yeah but i mean you're just making good points because you do the same thing with videos like why did i finish watching forrest gump and why did i finish watching scott's tots because not that i was going to win but i needed to know how it was going to end yeah yeah. And games that terrify the shit out of me, like, if I'm invested enough in the story, if I'm invested enough in what the game has going for it, I'll continue playing it. Mm -hmm. For example, like, um, Outlast 1 and 2, those are terrifying games. Unbelievably terrifying. And what makes them so scary is that the, the premise is that you can't fight back. So you're a video journalist. It's hard to talk about stress. I think this is this is interesting. I'm glad that we did this. But I think I was running into the, the other feelings associated with stress, which is like anxiety um, and tension and sadness. In my case, I don't like being sad, even though I'm sad all the time. But you're going to be talking about horror films. And so along with stress comes like jump scares and like being scared and yeah. fear. And so anyways, it's hard to talk about stress without talking but, about other emotions. Yeah, Cause it yeah. is inherently like every emotion is going to be related to some extent. Yeah. Um, sorry, I keep hitting up. You're good. You talk so outlast one and two is because you, it's, it's stressful because you can't fight back, right? You're a video journalist who, in both of the games, you're a video journalist who ends up in a circumstance that, that is way out of their league and is truly terrifying and is surrounded by people of the worst kind that are in, intent on killing you if given the chance. Um, and you're running around this and just try, like, trying to survive. Like the point is to survive or to find, you know, for, in the first one it's to survive to get out of the asylum. In the second one it's to find your wife and get out of the place that you're at. Um, and what ensues is, is ugh, just horrifying. Some of the scariest imagery in, I think, modern gaming. The reason that I continue to play it is because I'm invested in this story. It's intriguing because I don't know what's going on. Both of the games are really out there, like like plot wise. Shit doesn't make any sense um, until you like learn the story behind it, until you beat the game to figure out what was going on in the end. And it's that that drive, I think that. But when it comes to stress, I think another good example is Resident Evil Two and Three, which involve I, the, the same idea of like not being able to fight back. Both of them have these huge big bad enemies um, that are like just giants that you can't really do anything against. You can shoot them and stun them a little bit, but it doesn't really do a whole lot. And you're basically trying to avoid those guys while continuing through the story. And I think that the idea that something is following behind you, something could be right next to you, you could be right behind that door and uh, or it could be right behind that door and you wouldn't even know until you opened it and then he busts the door down and then you have to run away. That's stressful. Is that stressful or anxiety? That's anxiety, but but when he shows up, that is stressful. Okay. 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 <laughs> um, and it's that's part of the fun for some people. For me, it wasn't necessarily part of the fun. I played through Resident Evil Two Remake. The first half of the game, I would say, the first big part of the game is you're in this giant police office. Um, and you're being pursued by this guy, Mr. X, I think, um, who's just this lumbering eight, nine foot tall man. It's like that's terrifying. He's like five feet wide or some shit and wearing a fedora and a trench coat. Anybody over like six, four is just automatically terrifying, automatically terrifying. But by the end of the game, typically you've overcome or the main character has overcome this lumbering beast that you're fighting against. Right. And I think that yeah. that triumph is what I'm looking for mm -hmm. by the end of the game and why I continue, because I'm like, well, how do I end up beating this guy? How do I get past yeah. him? Um, and then when I do, I feel even better. See, curiosity is like the antidote of stress of like you will endure stress for as long as possible if your curiosity is high enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And, and I think that's for a lot of, of media, like even horror movies. Right. You're curious of like, well, how do they beat the bad guy? But, yeah. How do they get out of or this what's situation? What's exactly going to happen? Like in horror movies. And I had a couple of short films that I was going to talk about. But like the music is really what builds up the stress and tension because, you know, something is going to happen. Something they're they're building this tension for some kind of release, for some kind of payoff. And I forgot where I was going with this. Well, yeah, um, they're building this up and you want to see. You want to know what is what's going to happen. Like, you don't you know, it's happening and you still sit there because yeah, well, what is it? What exactly are they going to pay? Is it going to be worth the payoff? Yeah. Or and the then, tension that's being. Yeah. And then at the end, if it's not worth the payoff, you're like stupid. See, because I was going to ask you, move. the guy you were talking about, so he's like nine feet. And I, like that's the only fact about him that I remember. Um, but if it had been like a small, like skinny man.
man, like old man who is chasing you around. Is that as stressful? It depends on the the old man. But if it's a baby. If it's a baby, no, until you get to Resident Evil 8, and then it's a really weird-looking baby, and then it is scary. I was going to say, because you can make a child scary. You, yeah. That's sad that you can Do you, you want to make... see the models for the for the scary baby? Sure. I'm going to show you. But I was going to try and find like an instance when it would be something that absolutely wouldn't be terrifying, but I think they've made every, like, they, there are scary babies out there. There are scary children. Obviously, scary adults and scary elderly people. What if it was a butterfly that was chasing you? <laughs> not spooky. Not spooky. Here's exactly. The, here's the baby. But even if you didn't know, that's not pleasant. Yeah, it's not pleasant. But even if you didn't know, see, it has a lot to do with the design as well. Just not like the knowing of where it is, because that was something that you were saying was like building the stress and the tension was it could show up at any time. Yeah. But OK, so a butterfly could show up at any time. But that's not stressful. I guess it's the inherent like I'm out to get you. Kind of well, thing. What if the butterfly was out to get you? That's a terrifying butterfly. No, it's not. <laughs> it has the ability to harm me. It is a butterfly with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty spooky. I think if it's presented in the correct light, yeah, yes, yeah. it would be spooky. I think, um, yeah. But it's down to how can you create uh, an overlying feel of tension mm -hmm. in your game, or the 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 a fear of losing, a fear of of being caught it's a fear. Like, it is fear it, there's so it, god it's but, such a weird emotion okay. yeah but but it's the fear that leads you to being stressed when you get close to losing mm -hmm. right i can think of just like a regular little platformer like mario right you're facing against bowser the stress is maybe i'm on my last life i'm stressed because what if i lose this last life and mm -hmm. i have to start this whole level over mm -hmm. or or things to to that nature right like it's just down to how can i that's anxiety. That's fear. It's it's everything. It's all Randy's of it. Randy's getting aggravated. Aggravated? Aggravated. Randy's becoming an acronym. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many. They they fuse into each other too much. Well, it's that's hard the to... thing. A lot of emotions fuse into that's each other. True. Because um, especially like negative emotions, because it's, sometimes it's hard to pinpoint exactly why you feel something mm -hmm. negative. And that's why there's so many different words for feeling there's bad. so many. So many. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. There was something that I was going to say about, yeah, we were talking about curiosity and needing the payoff of it. I don't know. I'm just like, things for me, like games that are, that are, that are stressful or that are done in a, in, in a way that's supposed to stress you out. Um, if it's not a horror game, if it's not linked to fear in mm -hmm. some way, um, with the the known that yes I can overcome this if it's more of just like I'm here to stress you out say like um, I don't know the Dark Souls games right those are made to to stress you out because they're purposefully meticulously crafted to be difficult and it's stressful to be in those yeah are you looking up definitions okay uh, it's, it's stressful to be in the situations because you could lose all your money at any time if you play the game wrong anxiety that's anxiety it's fear of the Future. Okay. No, because I was thinking about the exact same thing. I was trying to figure out video games that I've played. Me, only one. Animal Crossing is not stressful. Not at all. Animal Crossing is literally the exact opposite. It is meant to, like, calm you down. Yeah, and like I said, I think that in most games, in most cases, there's inherent stress, exactly. but not in every case. No, but, and so another, like, I play kitty games, okay? And so the only other thing that I can think of besides Mario would be, like, Cooking Mama, that's stressful because you're under a time limit now. But is that st so it's stress, but it's also the anxiety of like you're not going to make the time limit. You are going to fail. I need. OK, anxiety is defined as intense, excessive and persistent worry and fear about everyday situations. And stress is a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. Okay, demanding circumstances. I think that's... That's the operative there. It is, because the first, it's, it says, yeah, it's tension, and anxiety is tension. Yeah, um, so stress is like, like I said, like in the now. Under, yeah, you're, you are currently under circumstances. Okay. Under stressful circumstances. Yes. Under circumstances that will, that are difficult. That are demanding of you, which is why demanding. I think... Demanding, that's the word they used. I was like, what was the word? They, demanding, demanding circumstances. Okay. Yeah. And that's where I think a lot of games can be stressful. Or they have inherent stress because 
um, games that are like action-based games that you can win, mm -hmm. games where there's a win and lose are stressful because you, the demanding circumstances winning yeah. against these things that are trying to make you lose. Well, now I'm trying to apply that to like the, the shows that I was talking about and it's, Nothing's demanding. I think for me, then, it, the demanding comes from the feeling of, like, being put into that character's shoes. I don't want the weight of the pressures that they are currently in. It, but, and again, this is something that's specifically for me, because it, a lot of people will just watch movies and television and just have it. I mean, I'll do it, too. Watch sitcoms just in the background. When you're actively paying attention and then you put yourself in the shoes of that person and then to be under their demanding circumstances is stressful. Yeah. I needed to tie the whole thing together. I'm sorry. But go ahead. <laughs> I mean, that's... My that's, knee hurts! Uh, that's really it, right? Like, and, and it's it's funny because games, yes, are stressful, but there's an, there's an inherent idea of this stress is it, it separate from, from my worldly stress, mm -hmm. from the stress that I have. And so it's like a weird form of stressful escapism. Because it, it's not... You know, well, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out your brain or like the people who play like video games. My <laughs> Good. That's I mean, that's about what psychologists have no, been saying. My, my brain went to people like to adrenaline junkies and like them jumping out of planes. That to them is not stressful. That's they actively seek that out. Do you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Do you saying, see the, the, the right? connection that I was just trying to make? Well, it's but still like, stressful, but it's just like they enjoy the feeling of stress. Yeah. But so with video games, yeah, it's a different type of stress. It's it, the, the stakes aren't as high. And that's why I went to like jumping out of an airplane because that's the highest stakes. You could die. Literally. Um, like, like that's about as high as people will let you get without certain licenses. Listen, man, I didn't say that I was the best at making jokes, but everyone here was thinking it, so. But so the the stakes are, are less, because you know if you lose in a video game, yes, it's stressful, but it's not going to be the end of the world. Yeah. You like can, you're going to, you have like 17, you have an infinite number of lives. I was yeah. going to say like 17 million. No, 17 you literally million. have infinite number of lives yeah in a if, you video game. if you continue playing the game right yeah. i'm playing a game right now called dead cells which is i guess we can move on to recommendations and i'll make this my recommendation okay you're we're gonna recommend recommendations stress our audience out absolutely oh it gosh. pertains to the episode so we're recommending that okay um i'm gonna recommend dead cells it okay. is i've been playing it recently the the bit is uh it's sort of like a metroidvania platformer mm -hmm. um where there's no checkpoints so if you die you start over from the beginning that, that gave me stress and just then, hearing that gave me stress and then the entire map is redone this gave me anxiety. right every map is so it's like every time you play it it's new and there's no literally no checkpoints like you can no, kind sir. of you can kind of upgrade things a little bit the idea of upgrading is different because it's more about like you gaining access to better things earlier on um the only thing you can really upgrade is your health flask which is like how many times you can use a health flask before it runs out mm -hmm. and then you have to refill it um but yeah it's so freaking stressful. We talked about like board games and stuff. There's this one that just reminds me of that. Um, it's called Forbidden Desert, where you're trying. A storm is going around the board and it continues to dump sand as the players are going through and trying to find different pieces to a plane so that they can leave the desert. That's very stressful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the game is stressful. I keep dying. I keep dying all the time, and it but sucks. There's no like. There has to be levels. Well, yeah, there's different levels, okay. right? So I'll advance. So I'll be in the first level, and then you'll make it to the second level. Mm -hmm. And then in between the levels, you have a little moment where you can, like, gain one upgrade for this round. Okay. And maybe upgrade your gear or something. And then you move on to the next space, and then it's another level. And then, like, you can choose which levels to go into. So you can either go up the castle or you can go down the castle. Um, and then that changes the levels that you, you're able to access from that point on until mm -hmm. you finally, like, reach the end. And as you go, like... You do unlock the ability to traverse to more places. 
So there are special like items around like I beat a guy and then in the early game and now I can spawn vines in certain areas mm-hmm. that allow me to climb up to reach new places. So yeah, but that, that'll that'll be my recommendation. Go stress yourself out playing some dead cells. I'm going to recommend one of the short films that I was going to talk about, but then ended up. That just makes me so uncomfortable. You like it? Quit showing it to me. I'm sorry. So there's a short film that I watched the other day. It's called Curve, and um, you can look it up on YouTube. the The title just says Curve, disturbing horror short film. And when you look it up, there's like underneath it a thumbnail of a hand with its fingers bent backwards and it's very uncomfortable but the whole short film it's only like eight minutes long and this woman just suddenly shows up on the edge of a curve that leads into an abyss and her leg is like broken and she's just there i bet you relate to that right now yeah i do how did you know your leg is like broken or something i don't think so did i did i tell you my leg was broken I can walk perfectly fine. I don't need crutches or anything. Look, I can bend my knee. <laughs> it's just me screaming. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, no, it's it's really good because you don't know. I mean, it's it's curiosity. You don't know why she's there. How is she going to get out? Is she going to survive? All of those things, and it's it's great. Just watch. I don't want to spoil anything because the tension continuously builds over time, and the sound design in it, and the camera angles is just so it's so great. And I can't take it. Can't take it. Can't take it. Can't watch it again. I could probably watch it again because it was just it was it was really good, but it's. I don't know. Maybe not. I can't. I don't know. <laughs> I was just thinking about it. I was like, no, maybe not. It gets your heart pounding. Like, I I, I don't want to spoil it. She's on the edge of, of a cliff, of like a ledge. And it's symbolic of other things, and it's crazy. And she, and it starts to rain. That's the only spoiler I'll get, I'll give, but it just gets worse and worse. Oh, and no. the tension gets higher and higher, and it's so good. All right. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on this intellectual journey. Um, if you get too stressful or stressed, uh, don't worry. You can always come back and listen to our more episodes. Yeah. We, I hope we don't stress you out. Bye. Media for the Intellectually Impoverished is hosted by Trey Taylor-Smith and Miranda Randy Zapes. Produced by Cam Ritchie and edited by Kat Trapella. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at MFTII Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube at Media for the Intellectually Impoverished or email us at MFTII Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.